Scottish Rugby Podcast brought to you by the Scottish Rugby blog. I am Cammy Black. Um, I've made it by the skin of my teeth. I had something else on this evening. Um, luckily, it was remote. I've literally hung up. <laughs> I got John to start the theme tune so I could dash on here. But um, but I'm, I'm, we're fine. We made, I made it in the end. I've got my beer. I was worried I was going to have to start this without a beer. That was my main concern, John. Well, I mean, yeah, on the group chat, you were like, oh, yeah, just give us five minutes. I'm just going to go. You know, it's like, see, when you, do you know when, like, when you used to work, in, when you went into the office and, like, you would rock up to a meeting late, but you would have a costa? It was kind of like that. You were you were kind of upsetting yeah. me. Like, I was going to be upset with you, like, <laughs> you rock up here being late. <laughs> yeah, so John Anderson's here with us. Good evening, John. You're I am your host. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out of. Because of the way it's set up, I'm now in the top corner, which feels like the host share, but I'm not the host. Ah, do you, do you know? Do you, no, this is something I found out. But I can we can I can move us around. Can't well, to that's, that's better. I'm, I was weirded out there for quite a while. I was struggling. That's fine. I'm, ha- I'm happy now. Thank you. And, and that voice, the man no longer struggling there. That's Craig Manson. Good evening, Craig. <laughs> good evening. How we doing? We're all good. Thank you. We're good now. Anyway, um, so yes, we are live at the moment on YouTube, uh, Twitter. Twitch, um, and we're also live in our super secret social media group as well for our patrons. You can sign up to our Patreon for three pounds a month, which is patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast. For that, you get um not only do you get an ad-free version of this podcast in audio format, but you get a bonus episode where we do hands in the ruck. We do a, a little bit extra after the main podcast now, just for our patrons, where there's bits of swearing as well, which which people do seem to enjoy. Um Apologies to my mother. I did warn her that there was a dirty joke in the Patreon-only episode that I said. I, I, I gave her a clear... You all heard me. Yes. I gave a very clear warning, Craig, and said, Mom, close your ears. Now, she didn't close yeah. her ears. She heard the dirty joke, and I got a text about it. So it's her own <laughs> fault. Amazing. But she signed up to the Patreon, so that's fine. Signed like more, you know. So that's all good. And um, what we're hoping to do is we're going to... We, we do... Um, stream that section of the podcast to the super secret social media group and um, we're hoping to try and stream it elsewhere for people that aren't on the social medias so um i'm hoping to get that set up by next week ruri um ruri Kemet, i think um one of our patron asked if we could do that and, and and i am hoping to get that set up for next week so that'll be exciting we have more people interacting with us live in our in our um in our the sweary bit of the podcast that we do um <laughs> So tonight we've got Greg and John with us. We've got a bit of um, United Rugby Championship. We've got a bit of Super 6, little bit of news here and there to cover. Um, Johnny McGinty's at training, so he tells us he's going to join us at some point this evening when he gets in. Um, he's promised he's watched the Super 6 this week, unlike last week where he popped on and I surprised him by immediately asking him to analyse Super 6 games that he hadn't watched. <laughs> he did very handled it manfully. Um, so... Um, do you, do you want to just get? Um, should we get Ember Bennett out of the way, Craig? Yeah, considering uh, a certain person who's rubbing his hands together on the uh, on the camera at the moment was rather nasty to me on on Twitter um, the other day, and, and I thought to myself, "Hang on a minute." When when Glasgow lost against Ulster, I was quite complimentary, and I thought, "How vi- obviously the tables have ter- turned." So I'm going to just uh, I'm going to. I, I'm gonna. I'm waiting. I've got it in the black book that I will be getting John Anderson back for his <laughs> outburst. I, 
I'm but, not sure what you're talking about, Craig. Have you have you just noticed I've got a lot of smoke there to try and uh, work, you know to try and camouflage the fact that I have to uh, talk about Edinburgh. Um, well, no, I, I can't I can't complain to be brutally honest. I have to say they they, they did all right. Yeah, I mean it wasn't. It's heartbreak. It's one of those. It's a heartbreaking way for any game to end. I mean, we love a drop goal. Let's not like you know. If you're going to lose to anything, losing to a drop goal. I mean, it's especially it, it, equally drop goal. I know equally goal. equally thrilling that it's a drop goal, but 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 more heartbreaking than anything that it's what a drop was, goal. What was what was more? The problem is everyone saw it coming, and this is the thing: is it's it's Edinburgh winning at half time. Yeah, okay, yep. here we go, um, and uh, and it just, it just, I, obviously they're in a they're in a um, a transition phase, um, and um, unlike Glasgow's transition phase that's taken about two years and uh, had a lot of abject failure in it, um, there you go. See, I, I'm going at you, John. Do I need to start keeping a ledger of these? <laughs> that's what we've done in the early days, mind. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I think um, I think what the only problem is, and, and uh, I'll come back to it in a second. But I think I'm worried that they're trying that they're papering over the cracks. Um, we've got some great forward play as usual. The forwards have kind of been reined in a little bit, um, and and we are seeing that sort of punching up, punching up, and then the ball starting to go into the backs. Um, I think, but my my concern is. And I'm sorry, Edinburgh fans, because I am an Edinburgh fan, but I'm going to have to say this. I'm worried that Velikot is, is because he is doing so much, he's papering over the cracks mm. of our of our backs. Um, if he was, that sounds right. Okay, anyway, um, <laughs> papering over the backs of my cracks. I don't know if cracks my backs. Um, but we we're not sponsored by them anymore, Craig. Ah, okay, okay damn it, right? Okay, no more. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's he's. He's phenomenal. He's done a. He's he's had a great start, um, and if you look at the, the, the two tries he scored, the, they are very very good individual tries, but they were playing what was in front of him right from the moment rather than an actual team try. Oh, he could maybe could maybe see the second try of his was was a was a team try, I guess. But the that first the first try <clears> the first try is a breakaway one, right where he yeah. you know, sprints. You, you've you've also got to then look at what everyone's doing around him because, to be fair, the you know the the, the forwards outside of him made that space for him to run through and yeah he's taking his chance, but the, they've they've got to be doing something right to stretch the defence in such a way that that gap opens up. Yeah, and it's either because the guy it's either because they've not put a guard on the ruck because they're in two minds about. Which way the ball's going, and that could be down Ben Velicott, it could be down the attack shape. But that, those, you know, you look at them and you think those chances come from nowhere. But if you properly analyze kind of what's going on around Velicott, there's probably more that's happening there than, I mean, it might just be Bennett and had a defensive lapse, but it's more likely that, that there's an Ember player doing something outside of Ben Velicott that's, that's taking the Benetton players away and creating that space. But I think you're right, Craig, it is. I can see why you'd be worried, but I think the, for me the issue with Ember is it is a defensive one, and I think the the first try was an incredibly soft try. Yeah, yeah, and it and, was, and, yeah, and it's Stuart McInally, you know, and, and and it's not young players making the mistakes. That was Stuart McInally had completely switched off in that for that one. 
Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's the issue though is is that um, you know the, the especially in the second half we were slipping off tackles and we were also penalties, penalties, penalties. It was uh, you know going back to the old the old Edinburgh days of we've got this we've got this guys let's get on with it and then soft penalties started coming in. Um, I think Jamie Ritchie's penalty at the end was. Was a difficult one because yes, okay. He, when he first stepped, he first went into the into the um, the jackal. His knee hit the ground, but then he was back up on his feet when he then went for the ball. So I I think he was on. That was difficult. That was um, what's the word? Uh, it was unfair. I think I think it was he was he was unlucky. I should say. Um, but yeah. again, just as you say, I I think you know for me, I'm, I'm taking far more out of it. Than I am going to sit here and be negative about it because I think um, they're starting to play a little bit more what's in front of them, which can, which is great, and 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 I think Velikot has got a lot to do with that. My only problem is that he seems to be the, the 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 one the one live wire that is doing things um, in that game, and it then becomes a very easy per- he becomes a very piece, easy person to mark, um, and so if 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 we're getting the ball wider, getting into Darcy's hands, etc., then we might have a little bit more. Um, uh, you know, we, we might be spreading our defence a little bit wider, and we may, you know, we may be in a situation where we've got we've got a chance to score more. Yeah, and we'll probably touch this on when we get to Glasgow. But I think it probably helps when you've if you've got if you're playing against a team, John, where you don't know what the nine's going to do, and you've got to be live to the nine, then it helps to also have a ten that you're worrying about as well because yes. if you don't know what either of them are going to do it and maybe that's where at the moment Ember are maybe kind of lacking a little bit it's great to have the dynamism at nine with Velikot I think Charlie Shield from what we've seen in previous seasons has the potential to do that if yeah, he's absolutely. given the opportunity but but the, at 10 it's they're maybe still lacking I mean I'm not saying they haven't got solid options at 10 these days but they're not Sparkling options. No, when when you're looking at the backline, Edinburgh potentially could put out, and you know, the last the last few weeks have indeed put out. They've got they have got a lot of potential in there in terms of exciting runners that can break a line. And I think the point Craig makes about worrying about the creativity outside of Ben Velcott, you know, it's he is doing everything himself to a certain extent and creating tries. And yes, there's other people working, but he's finishing things. He's taking a lot on himself. I think you're absolutely right. You need, if you're going to rely on, like French teams, a lot of French teams play off nine and then have a solid 10, um, a solid kicking 10, and that's an option, but it tends to be outside that. You have an absolute bulldozer that nine can just ship, smash, and, and then reset. Edinburgh are not trying to play like that. They're, tr- they're wanting pace and, and pace and creativity in the back uh, from, from 12 out. So they're kind of hamstrung by having... You know, I, I've, I've said, but I like, I like Jakob van der Rohe. I think he's, I think he's a very, very solid option. Great boot on him. I don't think he necessarily now fits with the way Edinburgh want to play. I don't think Blair Kinghorn can do it either. So we're, we're kind of already a couple of games into the season. We're starting to say, you know, Edinburgh's lack of a ten, and it's not because we've, they've not got a ten. It's because you know, as a, a couple of seasons ago, you would be like, oh, Nathan Chamberlain's are only ten. Oh, right. Uh, they they have the wrong tens now because players come in last minute and probably changed the game, just thrown the game plan on its head and changed it completely. And you can see the way Edinburgh are playing, like 
I know I give Edinburgh a stick on Twitter and, you know, uh, Craig's rightly put, put, pulled me up on that, but I'm liking the way they're trying to play. It's just they're missing, I think we said in our group chat, they're missing a couple of key pieces that will allow them to play like that uh, and allow them to be successful like that. So I think all is not lost. It's, you know, it's a definitely a transition season for them though. And Kinghorn is new to 10. You know, we can we can laugh about it and be like, "Oh, why is he playing ten? But he is new to that role, and I think um, we'll see how he grows into that as the season progresses. Because I think yes. he's going to be a first first option. You see, yeah, I I actually think that we missed Blair Kinghorn at ten this I, weekend. I, yeah, I agree because with because you. because we were we you know he has my goodness, I'm going to defend him at ten. Um, I think he's got that ability that he can, as I said to last week. Um, to break through the tackle, get his hands free, get the ball moving, yeah. um, and I think I think that would have tested the the Bennett and defence that a little bit more. Um, you know, no disrespect to Yako, I think he, he's he's a very very good defender as well, which we need at ten. Um, he's got a strong tackle on him, so I can't really complain about that side of things. Um, but I just, as I say, um, uh, I, I, yes, I would love a I, I'd love a, a an all singing, all dancing ten come along to Edinburgh, that'd be fabulous. But I think it depends on it depends on where we are at the moment. I think it's going to be next season before we get something like that. I, I agree. I agree. It absolutely will be. And I think you've got the foundations in place now with, with Ben Velcott, who I've obviously said is, you know, uh, before he came up, I was like, he's, he's a decent player, but he, he's, he's not proven. And he's come up and he started really well, and I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. So, you know, to be positive about Edinburgh, I like what he's doing. I like the I like the platform he's getting. Um, I think it will be a season of building, though. But yeah, I mean, to come back to the point you made, Craig, which I know you were kind of, you know, getting 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 your mark back against John, but it's an interesting <laughs> comparison with. But I don't see Edinburgh in the same position that Glasgow were when they were rebuilding, or when Danny Wilson came into Glasgow, because. <clears throat> the nuts, the nuts and bolts are there. There's a few parts miss. There's a few parts, at least that they're missing. They could be better. Yep. Yeah. Or they they maybe don't quite fit with what Mike Blair wants to do. But that's that's fixable next season. And and there's a lot to work. There's a lot to work with in Embra. I think I think you've you, you've got to take it that you know um, Richard Cockrell, love him or hate him. Spent a spent a bit of uh, the SRU's cash, um, and and brought a, brought quite a lot of good players in. Um, he did what he had to do because we're in a situation where the um, the the Pro Fourteen was was and the and the autumn autumn's tests and the World Cup and all these different things were taking players away. So he had to bring in a lot of um, uh, South African players and other and players from elsewhere and, and rely on a lot of the younger lads. So I think they're at a point now where, just as you say, they don't have that um, drop off. You know, Glasgow when when uh, Danny Wilson came in had lost a hell of a lot of players, and 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 Danny Wilson kind of had to deal with what he had in front of him, and then all these marquee players went off to play for Scotland. So I I, I certainly don't, just as you say, I don't think we're at that at that point. But uh, so that's why I'm not sitting here being really upset about the loss. It was still we still took away two points. Um, you know, a try bonus point. You know, uh, for for Edinburgh, a try bonus point. I'm I'm a happy guy. You know, it's uh, and, and, and you know, we, I think that it's easy to kind of be down on Benetton and just say, oh, it's Benetton. But you know, Benetton won the Rainbow Cup. 
Yeah, we, and we joke about that term, we joke about that tournament, but they won the Rainbow Cup. They they put in a decent performance last week. It, you know, Benetton Benetton are not Benetton of, of old. Benetton mm. seem to have got their act together a little bit. Particularly and, at home, they look like a decent side. So yeah. you know so for, <coughs> coming I mean, away with two points, fair enough. It, it, in in a way it would do it's in Scotland's interest now that the Italian teams are competitive. Yeah, because we're in this we're in this pool with them. The Scottish they're playing for the Scottish Italian Shield, <laughs> um, which you know those was the, the the oldest rivalry. I think Edinburgh Benetton was once built as a few seasons ago. We <laughs> have that classic clash of Edinburgh Benetton. Yeah, um, that rivalry but, since two thousand eleven. But because of the way that the fixtures work, and because we we are in a group with Benetton and Zebra, just just because everybody else has got four franchises apart from us and apart from them. It's in our interest that the Italian teams are strong, so that the Scottish teams are properly tested, and that we're not playing. You know, well, you know, strong, strong, I, I, strong enough, strong enough. I can do. You, I can do without. Well, you know, you've got to be. You've got to remember that. Um, uh, I think Edinburgh have come away from Treviso um, with a lot more points than Glasgow did the last time they uh, they went away to Italy. So uh, we can't really um, we can't really sniff at that, you know. That was in that made-up uh, Mario Kart Cup, though. So, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't count. Um, so, yeah, Ben Ver- Ben Velicott's an interesting one, though, Craig. I mean, you you were you kind of put a thing in our group chat this week. Yeah, it was quite you know a genuine question. Said, do you you know genuinely is Ben Velicott a, a prospect for the autumn tests? And I, I think the, the the overwhelming response was yes. And it's as simple as that. He's he's played well enough. I think Scotland are stacked at nine yeah. right now. That that's the only issue I think that you've got, you know, Ali Price is fit. George Horn, who we'll we'll come to when we talk about Glasgow, is playing phenomenally well. Jimmy mm. Doby's playing well, Ben Velicott's playing well. Is there room for four scrum halves in the Scotland squad? Can you take five scrum halves out of the URC teams or four or five scrum halves out of the URC teams and you know and I, we'll get on to the fixtures later there's no fixture clashes but are, are we going to see five scrum halves called up no no we're not well, but well, Ben Velicott will be in the squad yeah I think I think I think you know um Tooney's going to definitely put a shirt on his back because I think it's, you know, to say mine, mine, mine. Um, <laughs> but on, on the other side of things, the, 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 where, where I have the big problem, and I've always had this problem, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, if the two teams, the two pro teams in Scotland are meant to develop players for the Scotland team, how can we have Ali Price, George Horn and Jamie Dobie all at, at Glasgow and mm-hmm. Ben Velicott. Uh, okay, okay, we've got Charlie Shield, um, and I think Charlie Shield, if 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 he if he continues to, to if he if there's a little bit less pressure on his back to to play yeah. to to play like a loon all the time. Um, but my concern is what you know we've not that Glasgow. Yeah, Glasgow are wasting these three these three top talents. Oh, I no, agree, with, on, you. I'd agree with you, Craig. I'd agree that's with not, you, Craig. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're wasting <laughs> them for the way they play. What I'm saying is these guys shouldn't be sitting on the bench no. or, or not or not getting a game. They I think, should be, I think, they should... I think 
Dobby's at the point in his career now where he's probably developed a year too early in terms of the, the, the progress plan because I think there was probably an assumption that either Price or Horn would have moved on by now. Mm. Uh, and because of COVID, they haven't. And I think Dobby's kind of caught up quicker than maybe the coaches thought he would. It's like Glasgow are for for every Stuart Hogg gate where we forget to buy a fullback. We we have tended to have quite good contingency measures for Scots qualified players who have come up. Guys like Finn Russell, we brought in Adam Hastings. He was brought in a season early because we then were able to basically build him up. He didn't he barely played that first season. Finn then leaves. We've got a, a ready-made replacement, and Dob- there's no difference with Dobby. That's that's what he's there for. Ali Ali Price's contract runs out summer 2022. Ali Price yes. is now British and Irish line. Ali Price, who played you know played all three tests against the Lions. Ali Price is near Glasgow this summer. Yeah, I but mean, is- it, reasonably yes, that's a reasonable assumption. Unless he has the Tommy Seymour's about him and wants to stick around the SRU because he likes being looked after and he has a maybe a, a smaller smaller ambition in his career. But Ali Price could play in any league in the world just now. And yeah, there's, no yeah. there's no chance. There's no chance. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen his, I was going to say, I've seen his, I've seen his, I've seen his misses on Instagram. There's no way that lad he doesn't have ambition. Oh, I. He, he, <laughs> he wants a Lamborghini in the garage, does he not? Oh, well, I, I mean, to be fair, watching racing, I think Price would really suit their way of playing, just as an aside. I know. Can you imagine? Oh, <laughs> oh, I genuinely think I would get a season ticket for racing over Glasgow at that point. I would literally go and commute to Paris to go and watch. Oh, so it could good. be like the Beatles. We could have a Yoko Ono moment, couldn't we? You know, they the both both got partners. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to, you know. Maybe it's good that they only see each other during Scottish windows. We don't want to create any. I don't want to be like Love Island, Racing '92 edition. Do you know what I mean? just, just remember when when Finn came on that park in that last test for the Lions. Just the love in each other's eyes. Like it's game time, Ali. It's game time. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> feel like they could be like the good life, <laughs> but in Paris. <laughs> Obviously, Finn yes. Russell's Tom Good in that analogy. <laughs> uh, I don't understand why you would ever doubt that. <laughs> um, but, but so I yeah, bet. I mean, so yeah, the, the scrum half log, the scrum half log jam, I think will will be partially solved in the summer, yes. and then you'll have two. Two. Everybody will have an, an even spread of decent scrum halves, depending on how Charlie Shield kicks on. That yeah. of course depends on whether George Horn hangs about as well, because there's no no guarantee he wants well, to. I hang don't about. see. Well, I th- yeah, I mean George Horn's twenty six now. So he's, him and Ben Bellick are the same age. Do you know, so you've got another what? You got another? Uh, you'd be pushing them two World Cups. Uh, I mean, you got, uh, you, one you're, you're, you got the one next year. Yeah. No, twenty three. No. Twenty three. So two years. Two years from now. Yeah, twenty eight. So, so gets you. Th- so there'll be thirty two. And that's why two two World Cups. Two World Cups. You've got. George, for me, George Horn hasn't. Um, if you're a club outside of Scotland looking at George Horn, he's Scotland capped. Yes, that's that's not an easy thing to deal with in France and England because you've got to justify losing money to sign yep. someone like George Horn. I think George Horn is going to have to do something in a Scotland shirt and be given a chance in a Scotland shirt before he becomes attractive enough to a French or an English team to. To justify paying them the wages that we, they'd need to to get them out of Scotland, and also to justify the money they lose from the French 
rugby union and the and and the RFU yep. for having a non-English qualified player in their ranks. Yeah. All right. Okay. Horn stays fantastic. Horn the thing is, I, I, I think also there is there is one other thing to say about George and and, and he's very like Pete. They are very loyal people. Um, and yep. you, you know it, it would have to take a large, large check um, or a, a complete fallout, I think, to to see George leaving Glasgow. Um, yeah. I might be completely wrong because obviously I would love him to drive along the M8, but um, I, I, I honestly, I honestly wouldn't wouldn't see that. I, I honestly have never, I, would, I couldn't see that at all. Um, you know, so it's it's an interesting one. Yeah, the the interesting thing as well is of course the fact I'll get on to Glasgow in a minute, John. I'm not just delaying it deliberately That's because right. of the no, abuse you um... gave Craig at the weekend on Twitter. But um, the the, the fixtures <laughs> thing, the fixtures thing is an interesting one this season. And I do, I was looking just because I was trying to plan ahead for the next few pods because we do we do plan ahead. It looks like we just throw us together together every week. We don't we do think ahead a little bit. Um, and I noticed, and we talked a few weeks ago. We said, um, you know, Scotland announced that test against Tonga. We looked at the URC fixtures and we said, oh, there's fixtures that weekend. I don't think the, fi- the fixture list had been announced with the specific fixtures, but that was designated in the URC calendar as there, there will be a round of fixtures on the weekend of the 30, 31st of October. Mm. Very quietly, there are now no fixtures at all on that weekend. <laughs> I know we've made, there's been no announcements about it, but when you go to the fixture list of the URC, there are now no fixtures that weekend. Wales are playing a game, Scotland are playing a game. The URC have obviously got ahead of it and have quietly moved the rounds around. And which brings me, I mean, that's the benefit for the competition is obviously then that you get all the Scot, you know, all the international players for Scotland, Wales, and Ireland are, are, are available for all the fixtures then. The problem though comes, John, and this brings us on to Glasgow, that the South African teams perhaps have caused to be. I feel a little bit hard done by, I think, about the way the tournament started, given that you know their players are coming off the back of Alliance to a straight into the yep. Super Rugby Championship. It's not the same detriment that would befall Scotland because the players are spread across four franchises, so it's maybe not felt as keenly as it would be if we yeah. were doing this during the Scottish window. But but still, you know, they've Glasgow played a weakened Sharks at the weekend and there's no getting around that yes. is is do the urc need to look at staggering the start of the season because it's you know super rugby is not moving is it no the, the you know the rugby championship, yeah, the rugby championship. Do, do, yeah, do you yeah. say that look the, the we the, the the first you know the first few rounds until everybody's back every we'll everyone else will play then there'll be the Open Test Series. And then during the Six Nations, that's when the, the South African teams can fulfill their derbies, for example. Yep. There is a, it feels like there's a solution there. It feels unfair that these teams are having to play right now. Yeah, and I think, I think ultimately that's where it comes down to, this is the logistical issue of having Six Nations countries plus one. And it does make it very difficult. You're absolutely right. Like The URC made a big song and dance Jay-Z, oosh, uh, about the idea that like we were removing the the clash with the international windows, but we haven't because the South African teams are facing that just now. Um, and we can't really be seen to have a competition that is completely fair and equitable and all the stuff that we want it to be 
unless we come up with a solution to make sure that South African players are available from the start of the season. I would probably caution just on the point regarding players always being available for uh, for, for, for games. I think, yes, we've managed to not schedule during international windows. However, Scotland in particular, rightly, are very cautious about their players and will make sure that there will be rest periods either side and that players will be brought into camp probably a week before, maybe two weeks before. So we're probably going to see, like people are always shouting about, oh, there's no development window now. Like, you know, it was always during the autumn we got to see all the young guns kind of out, out and running about. And, you know, I always remember seeing Scott Cummings first start at Scottsdale in, in an autumn, uh, autumn window and thinking, oh, he's bang average. He's going to do nothing. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you were bang on. I know, exactly. Yeah, right. I know. I know. How, like, I'd scare myself to how right I am sometimes, Craig. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, um, I actually remember thinking he had a lovely manner in the press box and he was wearing this wonderful white underlayer. And I thought that's such a, like, it looked like he was straight off a training ground somewhere. It was beautiful. But, there is still going to be scope for that, but I just think, yeah, you're absolutely right. We need to really think about this sporting integrity of it all again. Is it fair? There is a solution to it. You've just literally come up with it off the top of your head, Cam. Um, to think that maybe our Dublin friends haven't quite thought of that yet is surprising. Yeah. And it, it just feels like, uh, you know, the, we're trying to kind of sell this new tournament as the big product that we're one of the best leagues in Rugby and potentially, I mean, given the the games so far, potentially it can be. It just yeah. feels like that's that's the only thing holding it back at the minute. But on the other hand, John, you know, it's it's maybe it's good to see that Glasgow went toe to toe with the Sharks, even a week Sharks, and played well and won the game because that would. It's always the worry because they've you know they've never played. The Southern Hemisphere first, team first first time, first time played. Yeah. played I, I know the forget about the cheetahs and the like because but a proper top tier genuine bonafide super rugby side are now in the URC and Glasgow were equal and better of them. Yeah, I know they lost. I didn't have all the nationals, but like we said, it, you know, it's two or three players. It's not like a whole squad of players are missing. So that's yeah. heartening because we didn't know how this would go, did we? No, there, there was a concern that, you know, with the, the South African sides coming in, with those massive names and, and you know, and generally, let's let's be honest, like, South Africa, they produce good young players as well. So, like, these teams are, they're, they're going to be, there's going to be players underneath that first, first tier that are very, very talented rugby players. Um, and what was most pleasing for me was Glasgow... Glasgow did, yeah, they won the game. They won the game comfortably. They switched off for the last half hour, which was uh, a bit silly, but they, they won it playing the Glasgow way, actually, which I was really surprised and really heartened to see them playing proper rugby, proper Glasgow rugby. It was really good. Yeah. Craig, have you got anything positive to say about Glasgow? Okay. Go um, pitch looked okay. Um, no, I, I, I think, I think, um, yeah, okay. Uh, no, I think, I think yeah, what you have to also look at is that you know, the Sharks had, um, is it the Sharks? 
Sharks, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for some reason, I just had the Lions. I'm calling it the Sharks because the last time during the last year, when I tried to say the sell C, the sell C, there there you go. I can't say the sell C socks, sell C seesaws on the seesaw. The Sharks that I sell are seesaws I show. You also have to remember that they had Ruan Pinar playing at nine. Yeah, one of one of the one of the best nines in the world, or has been. Um, and so you know, there are, uh, and what's his name? Uh, uh, no, you're not allowed to say that. No, it's before the, yeah. before the, before okay. the watershed. Um, can't say the, that the, yes, the lad the with thir- the long curly the 30, hair. 13 that played against the British and Irish Lions, who exactly affectionately said, uh, there is big such and such during the commentary. Yeah. And he was, he was, he was a live wire, um, when he watched him against when he was playing against the Lions. Yeah, um, and I thought he would have been. So I thought he would be a proper danger for for um, for Glasgow and Glasgow neutralised him. So I think I think you have to be you know I know you are pleased, John, but I think everyone has to be pleased for for how how they've performed. I think my own just going back to um, what you're saying about um, about you know we're not going to see the. The, the, the South African players until about January, I would expect. Yeah, so what you what you do have to also remember is that this could be um, a, a lead-in for South Africa joining the Six Nations. Mm. So you know, if that does happen, then we're going to have these this 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 um, Six Nation period um, uh, to worry about. If, if, you know, because they also have to stay you know stay back in South Africa and train with the squad, etc. So you are going to have these these periods where you're going to lose the, the marquee players, you know? Yeah. I think, I think, I think that's the, the lead-in absolutely, like, this tournament, again, we've talked about the kind of progression of it, and obviously the Pro 14 with the Cheetahs kind of coming in, it proved that the, the concept could work, and now the Super Rugby sides are coming in, and this will be a test for whether the calendar can work, and then it's, you know, can South Africa probably exit from the Rugby Championship, and Come and play in a, a northern hemisphere tour. It just seems like the the natural fit, really. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And yes, I'm very pleased. The, um, <laughs> it's interesting looking looking at Glasgow because I mean, you know, Glasgow have essentially when you look at the lineups, they've brought in a lot of new players. Yes, some of the younger players that played last season. They've got you know you've got Rufus McLean's even Cole Forbes for you know who got a few games under his belt yep. have come in, but then you've got someone like Sione Tio. I'll get this right. Tio Paluto, Tui Paluto, Tui Paluto, who is just seems to be absolutely phenomenal discovery. Whoever whoever found out he had a Scottish granny, like well done, absolutely fair play to that. Um, but then within that, you've got this. You know, you got Renaissance William, Ryan Renaissance William Wilson. Wilson, yeah. Sorry, not Williams. Well, different guy. Uh, you know, Ryan Renaissance w- Wilson, who's I, I'd written him off this season. Yeah. I thought that you know because he seemed to be part of the problem last season. He seemed to be the guy that was. I know he's a big guy on the squad. I know he does a lot for the new guys coming in and looking after them. And I get that. I think you can't fault the pastoral side of what Ryan Wilson does for Glasgow Warriors. But as a player last season, he was the guy that was doing the infringements. He was the guy that seemed to be holding back the younger players and what they were trying to do. But but I don't. He seems to have had like a 
uh, kind of like a, a second. He's getting like kind of a second wind almost in his career. He's he's had a couple of good games. He's had a, he's had a summer off, which I think a lot well, of actually go. were noticing a lot of the players not having had a summer tour this year. Uh, it has benefited a lot of the players. And Ryan Wilson is one of those guys that he's always been on the periphery of. He's you know for a for a long time he was kind of in and about the Scotland squad, but he was you know not necessarily a Six Nations starter. Yeah, he played a lot of games, but he would be good enough to go on a summer tour as well and provide leadership. So he would, you know, there was always that thing of maybe not getting a break. I think, I think he has come back. He, he looks, he looks relaxed. And actually mm. that's, I've noticed that a lot about most of the Glasgow players. They all look very relaxed. They didn't look like that last season. There was, there was at times a panic in what they were trying to do. Everything was forced. Everything was like, I need to win this breakdown or else. And it just seems this season that everyone's kind of just more like, and I mean, I guess it does help when you've got Scott Cummings and Richie Gray at line-out time. It tends to relax you when you're thinking, we could probably steal 50% of the opposition ball here. And 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 quite easily, Richie Gray has, obviously he was away for a lot of years and he's had his injury problems, but name me a better line-out operator in the Northern Hemisphere and I'll challenge you on it. He is phenomenal, particularly in that defensive side. Just, I mean, we destroyed the Sharks lineup, destroyed it. Um, so it just gives gives everyone else confidence. We, you don't have to panic. Um, I think, I think, I think the, the pressure pressure has been taken off them quite a quite a great deal. I think, for example, Ryan Wilson. Um, don't worry, he'll be back in about two or three games' time, being the arse that he is. Sorry, <laughs> but, uh, um, but uh, but I think him getting his fiftieth cap. I think no matter what anybody says, I think that's going to take going to take a huge amount of um, chip stroke pressure off his shoulders because because he's you know he's been trying you know he's trying to, he's trying that's something that's there. And he's yeah. trying his best, trying his best to try and get infiltrate into the into the into the Scotland squad again. Now he doesn't have to do that anymore. He can enjoy mm. his game. I think also the fact that um, uh, this isn't. I'm not saying this because of because it's Glasgow and this that, and the other. It could be any team, but because of the seasons they've had when Danny Wilson came on board, yeah. things can't get worse. They've got some fantastic signings. They've got some good players around them, so they can relax and they can't. There's, the pressure isn't, you know, the crowd aren't sitting there going, "Well, we won the, you know, we're, we won the Pro 14, and then we've we got into the final, you know, last year. What are you doing to do now?" I think they're, yeah. they're I think. They're a bit but more, then I think yeah. I wonder with with within the squad though, having somebody like Ross Thompson, for example, come along at ten, and bringing back Duncan Weir as much, you know, and. I think those two things, having those two solid options at ten, has to help confidence-wise for the player for for everybody else in the squad. And I think that you can see from Glasgow when they were playing, you know, when when you're down the bare bones of of you know Brandon Thompson, Brandon Thompson at ten, mm-hmm. Pete Horn, and you know, and don't get me wrong, I think Pete Horn has his Pete Horn has been a very good ten for Glasgow in the past. I'm not getting down on Pete Horn being at ten. I like Peter Horn at 10, I like Peter Horn at 12 for, for Scotland. But Glasgow having a genuinely class 10 in Ross Thompson and then the drop down being to a very good Dunkey Weir, that then means everybody can then relax because you know that your 10 is capable of 
managing the game and running the plays that you've run in training. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's a valid point. I think actually the other side of that is actually Ross Thompson's accuracy off the tee. Um, mm-hmm. It's we we we've talked about it um, again in our group chat that like he's. I think I can. I think I can think of two. Maybe he's missed in his time <laughs> at Glasgow. He's just he's so consistent and he, he he kicks beautifully. And you're just waiting for that. He's a young guy, and you're just waiting for that moment where it kind of falls away like that accuracy, and it just doesn't. He seems very very composed. Yeah. He, Glasgow attack coach was in the press today, saying that he he's he's got it all. He's for in his opinion, he has it all. He can run, he can pass, he can kick, and he just needs to learn what balance to have on that. And he'll be uh what was it? Uh internationally renowned ten was yeah. what what he said. So he's a very talented boy. Yeah. Do you th- do you think that, that um talking about uh talented uh, rugby players? Here's Johnny McGinn, take it even Johnny. <laughs> Hello. Your why, words, why, why, your why words, you... Joe Craig. Uh, yeah, well, I have to, I have to butter him up because he's, he's what, my teammate. What, but uh... why is your weights in the back, Johnny? Are you? Is this like you know when people were on Zoom for the first time went into lockdown and they were like trying <laughs> to curating their, their background? Yeah, they're like, oh look at my boots, and Johnny's like, look at my guns. No, I, just, I just don't have that much space in my house, so my breakfast <laughs> and Jim the same room. Aye, okay, we believe you, son. We believe you. <laughs> And we were just talking about uh, Ross Thompson, Johnny. Oh, Fabulous. have you got anything to add? He, do you, do he you is like, you... a very talented lad. Yeah. Here's a it's question for you, though. Sorry, sorry, sorry Cammy. No, go uh, ahead. Do you think Hastings has made the jump at the wrong time? No, no. Because... I, I think I think there was the opportunity, and I think Thompson came in. I think he maybe actually made the opportunity just a wee bit too early uh, because he pure got banned for Hunters his last right. season and injured for the rest of it. Ah, but do you think do you think that we're gonna we're gonna see a Finn Russell Ross Thompson uh Scotland squad? Nah, nah, he's well, you'll get through I think you have all three. I think you I think we've got all you've got all three in that in yeah. the squad. I'll tell you who's not gonna be in the squad, Craig, is uh, you'll not be missing <laughs> Jacko van der Velt. Yeah, much, go! I think Hastings has proven Gentlemen, Hastings has proven he can play fifteen. Finn can play twelve, so we can probably afford three, three tens. I mean, in that's just that. What? What are we at? That you get George Horn at nine. We're at what? Like cats George at Horn. a giant outdoor rave five day cat, festival. Cats at Blair Drummond Safari Park with the dinosaurs having a rave in the play area. The class. I, I, I look. People from the SRU listen to this podcast. We know they do. <laughs> Please. Please, against Tonga, all we're asking for is in the last 20 minutes, can we have George Horn at 9, Ross Thompson at 10, Finn Russell at 12, and um, Adam Hastings at 15. Hastings at full back, yeah. 2 Peloto at 13. That's when you say 2 Peloto, you yeah. know, you'll get a shot um, in the autumn. Who are we having at 12? James Lang, just to really mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> just for balance, yeah. just for kicks. No, I mean that's he's the man with that... his headphones on at the rave, listening to Savage Garden. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think at that point, just uh, it'd be classic Townsend to go. Do you know what? 
it's time for Hugh Jones to come in at twelve. I know we've again. already said we already said Finn's Finn's at twelve. Two Finn's at twelve, yeah. Finn's yeah. at twelve. Yeah. Newport at thirteen. Let's put Hugh Jones in the wing then. Darcy Graham uh, on the other. Yeah, jobs are good, and there's there's yeah, the back line for the last ten. There's minutes, absolutely so. no choice in not having Darcy Graham on the on the wing. That's for oh sure. no. I was going no, I was going to have Jamie Dobby on the other one. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We'll have we'll and and Blair Kinghorn will be on uh, ten the ten replacement on the bench. Reserve ten, absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Cover yeah. you can cover you can cover ten and fifteen. Yeah. Fine. Go wrong. Um. So, um. Anything else for Glasgow for you, John or Johnny? Nah, just, we've covered was, George Horn, Johnny. By the way, phenomenal, phenomenal. It. it was fifty minutes of pure Glasgow rugby, and honestly, like I, I can't overemphasize. I, I know, I know, I'm a Glasgow fan and stuff like that, but I can't overemphasize watching the game. I was smiling, I was enjoying watching rugby. It was and that's brilliant. That's we've that's got, what, what it's all about. We, we've got an actual doctor, Craig, asking whether or not you're drinking hand sanitizer. Oh, hard, hard <laughs> seltzer. It says, oh, it's hand sanitizer. Are you drinking hard seltzer? So I misread that as hand sanitizer. What, what long, been you know, I've, been, I've been on video chat since half past six tonight. It's been a long evening. Ta- taxi. Are you drinking hard seltzer? Al McDonald asks, is that like a, what is that like? It's like a, uh, it's um, uh, fizzy water, is it not? What a... What's it called? White claw. Something like that, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm drinking. I'm drinking a a, a a diet brand of cola. <laughs> Here's medical advice from Alec McDonald. Don't drink hand sanitizer. Take horse tranquilizers instead. That's what gets rid of the COVID. Um, no, All it doesn't. Don't get, don't get banned from Facebook. You're going to get banned. You're going to get banned this time. <laughs> Alcoholic fizzy water is what hard seltzer is. Oh, that sounds nice, actually. Can I get some? It's mm. not. Don't fall for it. <laughs> is that like tab clear but with alcohol in it do you remember tab clear yeah yeah it's not far this, off, like, am yeah. I speaking yeah, to jo- Johnny being the student age. knows 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 all the alcoholic drinks <laughs> no do you know what it's uh, a list like that uh, hard, sel- hard seltzer is surprisingly expensive for what it is <laughs> I, I am I am anyway. going to I'm going to go and try some hard seltzer this week and I will report back to you in the podcast please next do week. Please do, John. We'll make that standing item. Different Absolutely. drinks we've all tried <laughs> drinks, this week. Drink, drinks um, with John. <laughs> drinks with John. <laughs> um, that's it for the URC. Uh, let's do a bit of... So we've got like 10 minutes left to the main pod, so we do Super 6. Um, our pick of the six this week. Um, I thought it looked particularly dark at the Air Southern Knights game. And I couldn't really understand what was happening in the back corner. I I've don't know what was like notes. there, but <laughs> Christ, it was dark. I don't know how it can have been that dark either, because that is the first time that I've seen Ayers' frankly horrendous bright yellow and black change kit. It's yeah. worse than Burramure. I'm, I'm going to call awful. it. Really it's bad. worse than Sterling Shorts. Oh, no, that's really bad then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yanni Fantini didn't look good in it. That's how bad it was. <laughs> well, there was a, lot of, a lot of malls again. Can I just... That, yeah. was, my, that was my pick. We, we do like a Super 6 mall. It is good. It is good fun. And there was a surprising amount that didn't end up in tries, which, you know... You're watching penalty them. tries. And you're watching them and going, well, that's a try. Uh, how? How have they butchered that? Or why is the referee not calling that right now? Um, yeah, it was surprising. 
But that that for me was the big thing of this weekend, is that everybody's defence seemed to take it up a notch. Because Finally. the defensive efforts, yeah. the, the tries that were scored in general were not because someone was people were slipping off tackles. It was because of really good offloads, really good attack. I didn't see that many tries that I didn't see there were there weren't that many soft tries, I guess. I think the weather had yeah. a lot to do with it as well. Um I think that I think there was a lot of forward play because of the weather. There was some some horrendous weather with uh, you know within some of the games. Um so uh I, I think that had a lot to do with the forward work that was going on. But um no, I I, I think defence was great. I'd also uh, would like to uh, a shout out for Holly Davison, um uh, ref and um ref in the air game. It was great to see her. Uh, back, I, I didn't know. I hadn't seen her refing for some time, and uh, it's great to see her taking control of it again. I think she was refing in the um, the women's tournament out in Italy, wasn't she? I think she was on the line for a couple of the games. Was I she? might be wrong with that. I think I'm pretty sure she was. Yeah, I might yeah. be wrong with that. Apologies if I am. But no, it was good to see her, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, the other one I had was I, I, we've talked about this before in the podcast, and it was the last. I have got this. This is the last um, Sterling try. There's the Harriet's player sliding. I don't like the sliding in when guys are in for the try. By all means, if you're in a position to try and hold someone up, hold them up. The sliding in on your knees and smashing somebody in the face with your knees, you're not going to achieve anything out of that other than winding somebody up. And, And actually, it's dangerous. I'd yeah. like to see it pulled up. I'd like to see see referees get tougher on it because there wasn't a, a you know a, a chance in hell that player was ever going to stop them from scoring the try. And then there was the was it Boromir game, might be Boromir, and like the you know the the Boromir player was clean through, clean set of heels, and find the what's on these players are chasing them, but there's no. It's it's when somebody goes over for the try and then you, they run over the top of you. Yeah, and I get why they do it. I get the niggle, but I just it's needless and it's going to cause somebody a bad injury. It's going to end someone's season, and it's just it's it's pointless. What one of the young gentlemen who was watching this pod earlier on? I don't know if he still is at this point, but he was certainly giving me dogs abuse in the comments earlier on. It's one of your uh, couple of friends earlier this evening. I've got, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I, I mean, we're, we're organising a a trip to Wales for the for the game next season, and uh, yeah, I, I stupidly said to them all the podcast on. Oh, yeah, I'll not do that again. Um, but one <laughs> one of those young gentlemen on one of our epic trips to Wales um, where we ended up playing a very full strength side um, when we were very much not at our full, full strength. He done the slide in on a player who scored the first try and uh, there was there was threats against his life at that point. He was you know, The opposition were not best pleased and actually his own teammates maybe said to him as well, don't do that mate. So <laughs> like, if we can handle it at our level, I think Super Six need to wrap that. It's not. It's not good enough. No. 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 I thought um, Stillins uh, Roach was really good. Again, he's, he's been he's, fantastic through. He's uh, had a good tournament. Yeah. He's had a good tournament. I think he's been a good signing for for, um, for Sterling. Um, he looks a live wire and 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 got a was it a couple of tries in the on the weekend. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Two tries, and then again, like Boromir Bear is. I think I started the first week saying, "Oh, Burma, Muir—they're the ones to watch." And then they fade yeah. away. But by what? What? That was that was a 
really good game against um really good game against Watsonians at the weekend. I thought is they they kind of seem to have clicked a little bit with what they're trying to do. Yeah. Colleen um, Barreto continues to impress me. Oh, He's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. The only concern would be that again they've scored a lot of points and they've looked very good going forward, but they have conceded a lot of points as well. And you would again just have to question whether you know, if you're wanting to, if you're wanting to compete, like we've seen the top sides in Super Six, like they have just gradually improved week on week and week, tight and tight and tight, and <clears> the <throat> defence is stronger. You can't concede that number of points against these teams and then expect to win because you know what's winning is kind of let them, you know, they opened the opened the door a wee bit for them at times. Am, am I right in thinking? Is, is everybody beating everybody in the Super Six? At some point this season, it'll be not far off that. Yeah, yeah. not far off. Yeah, I think you know. I, you know, that's not to say that they haven't. Beat that. I think it might be Borough Muir that are the only ones that haven't beat beaten everyone. I think I'm not sure. Yeah, my um, my fine section on the uh, on the on the on the super. I'm not going through all the. Uh, but I'm not sure. I I know that that, that definitely. It's only whether Borough Muir have beaten. Um, the Bulls or they've uh, beaten um, Southern Knights, and I don't. That's the only thing I don't think. Borough Muir. I don't think they brought. The, I don't think they've beaten the Southern Knights either. They definitely they haven't beaten have, have beat the Super Knight, the Southern Knights. They, they the Super Knights, man, mad John, the Super Knights. <laughs> Does this have to happen every week? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent, Johnny. I'm, I'm sure there's not a bloody jingle so far. Oh well, I'm, you, I'm really disappointed. I'm gonna get there's a. I'm, I'm gonna find some old, old Southern film, Gone with the Wind, something like that. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a great Glen Campbell song. So, who, who was it? You nearly got sued by Cam ages ago. Which uh, was it? Was it Barbara Streisand? And Barbara Streisand got. I got. Um, yeah, we got. Uh, my Twitter got. Um, I'm not mark against it from Barbara Streisand um, <laughs> for a video of James Haskell running into the post. I can't remember what song it was. <laughs> it's a video of, of of him running into the post, and I soundtracked it to Barbara Streisand. But I can't remember what the I can't remember what the song was, but yeah, I got I got I got a, 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 a strike against me for to, not to get a sued by using Southern Bell music camp, please. <laughs> what is the theme tune to to go on with the wind? Is there a theme tune to it? She's gone with the wind, gone with the wind. Everyone's a bit racist, gone with the wind. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming this is one of Craig's, uh, Craig's posse. Was that an accent? Oh, yeah. My Delia, it certainly was. <laughs> Don't start. She's, she's, got an, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's not an accent, a fan of my accents for some reason. I don't know why. I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. I can't why imagine <laughs> Right, back to rugby. Okay. Oh, so Alan rugby. McDonald, though. No, you say back to rugby. Alan McDonald, absolutely, uh, <laughs> no. absolutely killing it here with it. Should be Southern Nights to the tune, tune of Summer Nights. Oh, no. Alan, I'm making that happen. Oh. Thank you very much. We'll, 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 we'll end the Super Six. We'll end the Super Six for that. You can't ignore Glenn Campbell uh, and his, <laughs> his Southern Nights song. What's all that about? <laughs> <laughs> Me and you, Craig, White Hoods, last week of the pot. Last, last Whoa! Week of the- <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, listen, we're not, we an ex- not? we're not we're not we're not in we're not in Exeter just now. Thanks very much. <laughs> Alan, that is unacceptable. <laughs> there we go. Right. Um, very briefly before we move on, that's that's it for, for the for the ma ma the super six this week. Um, very quick, because I wanted to cover this on the main podcast. This is a, a quite. A, a good talking point that's been brought up um, on Twitter. Um, the Scotland women are playing Japan in a friendly in November at the goddamn stadium in Edinburgh at the back of Murrayfield. Um, on paper, what what a marvellous thing to happen. Scotland they get a chance to test themselves. They've got another, another international side before they go to the repechage tournament in January for qualification for the World Cup. However... The game has been scheduled on a Sunday at ten past four. And Craig, do you want to tell us why that is an issue? Well, the issue is that um, all of the women's teams will be playing a fixture that day. They kick off at two o'clock in the afternoon, unless you're in Edinburgh playing playing uh, at Castorfin, um You've got and no even then you're pegging it along there in your boots. Absolutely, <laughs> and also you're doing the bar out, the bar out of a few beers and uh, and looking after the team that you've just played to get down to watch Scotland women. The main, it it just defies belief. And okay, fair enough. I understand that um, that uh, that might be the only time that the damn the damn st- stadium is uh, is available, um, and uh, and. Uh, and that might be the only time that Japan can come over and play, but schedule it for a later night game or do something because you've just not all the all the women who weekend weekend in weekend out go out and play rugby in Scotland have not got a chance to come and watch the Scotland team at, at the Goddam Stadium. You would you would imagine Japan are here a little bit longer. You like you would imagine they maybe might stay the night so. You know, perhaps we'll, no. Perhaps they're, we'll... Actually, they're, they're just coming on a flight straight Tokyo to Edinburgh <laughs> off the plane. Game of rugby back on Edinburgh Airport. That's Ian Wallace is driving them in the airport bus back That's... to the straight back on the plane and back to go. At least they're the not getting tram, trams, eh? The trampedo. Yeah. They'll get the trampedo back. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to get into that conversation. Right? That's oh, right. yes, we are. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a Patreon special all on its own. Oh, <laughs> you know. But yeah, they, 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 you know, even the problem you have though is that if, if uh, I don't know what the exact what the exact um, uh, games are, but if you've got someone up playing at Geary, um, you've got someone playing at West of Scotland, even if it is a late night kickoff, or, you know, a five six o'clock kickoff, they're still going to struggle to get there. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's just. You know, we're going so far, we're doing so, we're getting there with Scottish rugby. Come on, think about it, you know. But it's not like Ember aren't paying the fixture that weekend, right? The, the, the stadium's free on that. It's not like, oh, we had to schedule it on the Saturday, Sunday because Ember played on the Saturday. Ember don't have a fixture that weekend. So it's easily scheduled for the Saturday. Yeah, it's not, not a men's fixture on the Saturday afternoon, though. Because it's the weekend of one of the ultimate internationals. Uh, yeah, okay. maybe there we go. But yeah, could you not? Issue. But then I don't know how the. This is the thing: is how how it'll be interesting to see how they use the goddamn stadium during the autumn tests. Because you could, 
we've talked about whether you can run women's games at the same time as men's games, whether you can offer, a, you know, a pay for more you get in, or you, you know, you, you can ask for ent- PayPal more and you get, you can go to the goddamn stadium before the game or after the game and go and watch the women's fixture, watch two rugby yeah. games back to back. Be a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, as I say, I just wanted to, you know, wanted to mention it because um, it certainly, uh, I was, I was quite, Taken aback, and actually, the um, the young lady who was uh, complaining about my accent um, was was one of the ones who was who was like, "You're joking! Have you seen this?" And when they announced it, um, uh, we just couldn't believe it, you know. So, anyway, do you know what? It's back to that idea of like the scheduling for rugby still like some, you know, you know, when you're sitting there and you're just like, "How can that be possible? How how can we actually think that's a good idea to schedule?" Like, it was always the case that actually Scotland internationals in the men's game were sometimes scheduled at the same time that the the clubs were playing. You know, there was like the two the two thirty kickoffs, and you're like, "What?" And then we kind of resolved that slightly, slightly, um, and then we've got the URC and all that nonsense, and then we've now got this. It's just like someone just needs to be aware that the vast majority of your fans quite like to run about in a park and actually play the game. So how about we support that? It's just brain dead. Yeah. So that seems a good point to leave it, as any, this week. Don't like to leave on a low, but there we go. That's how we've ended up. Um, for those that want to end on a high, I say a high, we'll see how we get on. And um, we're about to do our Patreon only <laughs> podcast. In a moment. That up, I know. God, I'm well. Johnny, could so, you do some reps just now in your weights? That'll end us all on a high. Yeah. Just go uh, pump out some reps while we end. You can do it while up. we all go for while we all go for our comfort break. People people on the secret, secret Facebook group can just watch Johnny doing some lifts. Oh, I'm gonna go get a beer. That's definitely not high. I've just been in training. <laughs> so we will be back next week um we've got like i said we, we'll be more urc a bit more super six i will kind of come up to the the final super six weekend it's all all getting excited which is clearly asia bulls versus uh southern nat um so it's gonna happen john you get a break don't worry it's nearly over i think we should be setting up for the final to take a load of fans and i mean fans fans yeah <laughs> So we I can, think, oh man, man! <laughs> if we can, I can't that. make the I can't make the final because we were away, but I was I was trying to see if we could get up there. But I think if we could somehow organise an army of people to go up there, and then every time the sudden night score, just to shout in unison, "Ma, ma!" fanning themselves, <laughs> that would be that would possibly be the greatest thing this podcast has ever achieved. So, anyone's willing to make that happen, please let us know. Um, <laughs> Oh, However, though, I think that's probably a good place to, to wrap it up. It is goodbye from me and goodbye from John, Craig, and Johnny. Bye. All. All right. <laughs>